Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Haven't played so much World of Warcraft, my brain is scrambled. I'm Slot Whistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. The Boss Baby 2 came out. They were adults, but then they were babies again. Mm. Except oh. not the one. They returned the one kid to just being a kid again. It's weird the serum didn't make him a baby. I saw an ad for this, and I immediately put it out of my mind because the first Boss Baby movie was a traumatic experience for us. And I think I heard it's the highest general... grossing film in BFE Wyoming. They say one man is out there streaming Boss Baby every day. We gotta we we can talk about Boss Baby all day. Don't threaten me. I'll do it. We gotta talk about wow. We can't we can't go anywhere to Boss Baby because it's coming out. So second week of nine point one, and that brought us more new content. We have raid. We have mega dungeon. We have new lore and quest lines. So what do we want to start with? Like boys, what do we what do we where do we start? There's so much to talk about. I say we just let the audience pick. So, audience, please respond with shout out with what you guys want to see from us the most. I think I heard Boss Baby 2 synopsis. Okay, let's go. Curse you, audience. Curse you. <laughs> It does have a 94% people enjoyed it, according to Google ratings. I swear Google ratings of all movies are a scam, though. Okay, listen, the audience the audience did not say this. The audience wants us to talk about Tazavesh or something. <laughs> I didn't hear them. Tazavesh, Tazavesh. Oh, there they go. Okay, well, we will start with the mega dungeon, Tazavesh. The Secretive Market, I think that's its subtitle. The something market. I don't know. Anyways, it's where the brokers are. Isn't it the City of Secrets? That's Corthia. Uh, yeah, that's Corthia. <laughs> Come on. And it's not the the city that sleeps, because that's Nyalotha. They just got some crazy broker names over there. But yeah, we ran this with some guildies yesterday, um, just on normal mode. And I felt like normal mode gave us enough struggles as it was. I mean, admittedly, there are a few bugs right now that may be fixed by the time you guys hear this. But there are a few bosses. I'd say at least like three-fourths of the bosses were like actually kind of hard to get the hang of. But we all did go in blind as well. We didn't know anything about any of these bosses or what to expect like mechanically. So it, we, we were just like, yeah, we'll, we'll just go on blind and learn it as we go. Also, when was the last time Kojax tanked anything? Because he was tanking, and I was like, you do that? I did a Mythic Plus with him, um, I think, the last week of Season 1. Yeah, so recently, I guess. I had never interacted with this man, except for maybe, like, one Mythic Plus. The Jax man himself, Coco. I just hope he came out of that not thinking I was rude, because sometimes I'd get aggressive with some of the things, because it would be like a giant fireball would show up, and he'd be like, do we do we uh, soak that? And it's like, sir, it's a giant fireball. It's tough enough as is without me needing to hold your hand. 
That was my favorite part, is that Aaron kind of led the mechanics on this one, and I've never heard Aaron, like, lead, like, a dungeon before, but you were fucking doing it. I mean, it was just reading the thing. Sometimes I don't know if people can find their adventure book. I purposely didn't read mine, because I really wanted to go in blind. So I did not, I didn't look at it at all, not once. Well, anyways, I guess we can just dive into these bosses. The premise is that there's this mysterious broker that you meet in Oribos, and he basically leads you to Tazavesh, and you have to stop this evil, power-hungry broker lady who is trying to secure this artifact, which she plans to use for her cartel to get all-powerful. Cartel So, yes. I believe. Cartel Soul. Soleia, her name is, I believe. That is one of the few broker names I was able to remember. And mostly just because they gave me a quest where it had it right next to me. Who's the first boss in here? What was their name? So uh, I'm not sure of what the name of the boss is, but it, like Kojak said it, and I 100% agree. It was basically just a security robot that was General Grievous from Star Wars. Oh, that was first? Was General Grievous? General Kenobi. Yes, and it was Zofex the Sentinel. General Grievous. Who was the customs officer, and yes, had four rotating hands. His whole big thing was, well, one of the big things would be, he would knock your weapon out of your hand. And for melee guys, that makes sense, can't do nothing. I don't know why Immune couldn't heal and I couldn't shoot fire when my staff... Which wasn't even there, because it was mogged off, was lost. Yeah, like, my mace was across the room, and it's like, why can't I cast a flash heal? Like, uh, Blizz, make it make sense, please. I was in cat form, and I'm like, I've never even worn clothes in this form. Like, I have a weapon? What do you mean I can't scratch you? What even (laughs) is your weapon? What is it, like, a knife? Yeah, I I want you guys to guess, what is Wild Seed currently equipped with right now? Which type of weapon? Uh, I'm gonna Um... say one... What one fist weapon and a knife, if you can even do two. My guess is that it is some kind of pole arm. Correct. It's a two-handed pole arm right now that has a blade on each end of it. Interesting. I don't even know. The few times I've even seen you as your night elf, I don't know if I've seen it. Yeah, I've never really understood feral druids weapons because like they obviously don't use them right they're just stats but like it's so weird i mean i guess it makes sense if you like in because in some of these fights you literally had to be far away so you're like i guess i'll go boomkin momentarily and cast a wrath or something so i was so mad because i specifically can't be disarmed in like pvp and stuff because you how do you disarm a feral druid like it's actually a thing that happens like i can't be disarmed And then I got disarmed, literally by the ability to disarm. And I'm like, boo, my fantasy's ruined. Sorry, guys, I am done with this game. Fantasy not fulfilled. As soon as I saw that big staff be knocked off my body, I realized maybe this isn't the space for me anymore. Maybe it's time to bring this 14-year history to a close. Proceeds to not leave. And then you got to the next boss. Which, okay, you know what? This dungeon is set up so cool. It's like a cooler version of Mechagon, and I love Mechagon. It was it kind of gave me Mechagon dungeon, like skinned with kind of oh obviously it's a, like a broker city skin, but it almost reminded me a little bit of Suramar in some ways. 
Oh, was it uh, all the confusing portals? Uh, yeah, I can see that. And also just like being very tightly packed in with an area where people actually live. Yeah, so once we make it past the customs officer, then we like go into like the where the brokers live and do trade and things like that. And then I think at this point you can like branch off and do like any of like three or four other bosses and then you need to like defeat these ones in order to get the signatures of these other cartels so that you can like go up into the royal palace of the brokers to like track down where Soleia is or something like that. Yeah, after you kill like an entire police squad like you literally killed the cops out there and i'm like i wonder what the vibes are here with police brutality like this is weird listen slide a cab all cops even broker cops all cops are brokers <laughs> you talk to your uncle who's on the force what he's made of fire and vague pieces of metal it's true all cops are brokers he's never worn shoes in his life just look at his feet johnny your uncle's a fucking broker he has those weird pointy stilts so at this point, as they said, you can go many places. We went into the auction house where we faced off against the menagerie. Yeah, which, um, I, I don't know, like, the broker that you're with is like, yeah, I'm going to cause a distraction and just make these animals run wild, but then we have to fight them? It is interesting, though, like, it, a little bit of different flavor. And then immediately after that we made our way over to the post office right and then like our girl katie stamp whistles in there as we mentioned before on the podcast but i i didn't realize she's actually like behind the counter like sorting mail she's like i can make this this post office more efficient that's the love that you can use all of the like resources there so like, you can go to katie and you can check your mail or you can go to a broker auction house and you can buy pots for the fucking auction or for the dungeon like what the fuck and so, but Katie's sorting the mail and doing her post office shit, and then we face probably the most buggiest boss in this whole dungeon. With the, the was it was it called, was it called like the postmaster's task or something? Uh, the so the robot itself, I guess, is not the threat. It's just called mailroom mayhem. Yeah, and like the the main thing we you have we have to do in it is that like there's this like sorting machine that like gone awry i guess and it like throws bombs at you basically and that was the part that was bugged so like we we like couldn't pick up the the bomb parcels to like get rid of them so then we all just wiped like you had to be very specific about it because it was bugs like where you could only touch or be near one at a time and you can't bump into each other on accident either <laughs> yeah you yeah i believe at the time slide whistle read off something from the internet and it says you could not even be within 10 yards of each other. So, like, I would pick up a bomb, and I'd see someone, and I'd be like, you better not fucking come over here. You're going to ruin this for all of us. Yeah, the, the list of things not to do to trigger the bug was larger than the list of mechanics that fight had. I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this Aphex? Yeah, but we eventually like, beat it with those expound and expanded expounded mechanics. And then we made our way... Um, to, honestly, the best boss fight in this entire Mega Dungeon, and I'm just going to say that now. Are you being facetious or not? No, the next boss fight was Miza's Oasis, and what you do is you go into a club, which, although, to get into the club, there is a lengthy trading sequence in the streets of Tazavesh, which we definitely did not get for a long time. And I'm just not looking forward to, like, if that's a thing we have to do every time, because that's just a hassle. It's annoying. 
But yeah, I, I forgot about this encounter. Yeah, then we got into this like nightclub and then we get ready for the next battle. Oh no! The King <laughs> of Iron Fist you. Tournament final battle. Fight! The cats are literally fighting underneath my desk. Get out of here! Okay, they've been locked out of this nightclub. And we can enter into the nightclub where we basically kill the band that is there and then we take their places. So I was a like a hot drain eye drummer. I was uh I was playing the sax, doing a lot of power slides while playing the pipes. Was I even playing the horn or something? I was playing the horn, I think. And then I think Kojax was a like drums, I think. No, no, no. Uh, uh. A he was he he was some sort. Yeah, I think he was playing guitar, and I believe Pablo was also some sort of woodwind. Based on when he described the mechanics, it was the same thing I was doing. But what it is is they'll send enemies at you in waves, which just you normally kill them. But in between waves, you have to play your instrument correctly to pick up like jazzy notes and the more notes you pick up the better you are at fighting the boss until eventually you get so jazzed that you have to fight the head of security okay wait that's why you guys liked it so much you guys are band nerds in school i was missing all my notes I was like you know i not only was a band nerd i was a big ddr head so i'm like any type of rhythm game smile dk Okay, so <laughs> Gorilla Mesh. Game so, what were you guys' actual things you had to do? Ours was just we would do a power slide, and you would just power slide so that you hit all three notes. So with the drums, I would like hit the drums, and then it would make like a like sonic boom go forward and go over the notes. So I, at first, I thought it would actually do damage or as well, but no, I, was, I think it was just collecting the notes and then giving me a buff. But I could just stay on the drum set and also heal you guys. I, I think that was either a bug or, like, not supposed to be that way. I, uh, whenever I played my tuba or my horn, whatever the fuck it was, like I emit, like, AoE music and I absorb things that are near me. But So I literally just go and stand on notes and I press the button, which I think is, like, the least fun version of, of everyone's abilities so far. Yeah, at least that I've heard of. Next time we're in there, I'm totally claiming guitar. I want to be the drums. Actually, no, I can't be the drums. How am I going to do damage? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I wonder what the meta is of this band. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just get in there, like, with a pug, and you're, a DPS picks up guitar. It's like, you motherfucker, you stupid idiot. The guitar is what gets aggro, because it's loud. The, obviously, the tank gets the guitar. Vote to kick this guy. He doesn't know the mechanics. Get him out of here. But yeah, we rocked out, killed all the security guards, and then they're like, yeah, take my signature to go meet like the head honcho up there. And then that was the last one, and we went up there. And then I think probably the most annoying fight, the annoy- most yes. annoying encounter was up <laughs> at the top of this platform. Yes, oh my God. All, all, all our fun times were ruined by Sozami, who is just some ninja dude who works for the main bad guy, Solea, but his mechanics are awful. Yeah, so you have to play this, like, crazy teleporting game between these points, like, to... Okay, first off, he, like, sets, sets, out, sets out this, like, circle ring that gets bigger and bigger slowly, and you can't let it hit you, or basically you will die. It puts, like, this really heavy dot on you, and then you will... You, you basically will die. 
so in order to get like past it or into it you could i guess blink soul shape dwarf shadows but like if you have none of those things you have to like use these teleporter things that are like matched up with shapes to go to like the corresponding ones and they like move around the room and it's really annoying and they always I guess it's RNG. So, like, we we technically got fucked over a few times just by poor placement of these things and poor placement of, like, so, uh, what's what's the ninja's name again? Sozami. Yeah, like, where Sozami put this ring to start, and it just is so brutal. And then, at some point, like, he also puts up these impenetrable barriers across the center of the room, like, horizontally and vertically, that, like, you can't uh attack through them i can't heal through them you can't like blink through them you need to use the teleporters to go across them you can blink through them i soul shaped through the wall oh, oh really i was i was not able to blink but i also didn't try because i was just like i guess i was respecting the rules of the game too much i was like this is an impenetrable barrier there's no way through maybe i just assumed that i couldn't like heal or attack through it that i couldn't door of shadows through it well I, I don't think you can do the shadow through it because do i think i think the wall would prevent you from dropping your mark your marker for your blink but for me i just go up to the wall and I just press it and i usually face through stuff like that so it's, you probably can't door shadows interesting i'm willing to bet it's probably not that bad if there's probably some spot where you tank her in i bet i didn't think about any of that like we're gonna tank her during that fight because she would often be on the edge of an encroaching circle. And that dot will like literally melt you immediately if it hits you. And I think maybe if we tanked her better. But like again, I don't... I, where the fuck do you stand in that fight? Like I couldn't... It's so chaotic. Yeah. I, we actually didn't even finish it. We all died and a dot that they had yet to get rid of took them down. And we were like, that works for us. Yeah, so it was a fight that we only cleared... When all of us are dead, <laughs> but I'll take it because then we got to move on to the part of this dungeon where you just chase Celia through space and time to various other places. And then first off, you hit this Stormheim, and you're thrown into this Murloc pit where you have to like go through and then go into this like Titan facility, like underground place where there is this giant. What what is, what was it exactly that we were fighting down there? That's the it's... one where Aaron was shot calling the <laughs> mechanics. So. This is the biggest, like, huh, guess they needed one more boss in here. His name is Hillbrand, and he's, like, a Vicruel guy, whatever the evil stone-made Vicruels are. And, I mean, it was just like, eh. The fight was eh. The big thing he'll do is, like, everything in Stormheim, he'll be like, it's all about the runes. And he'll make runes come up, and you have to put them in a specific place, all four of them. But you, one person has to sit on a computer and dictate where they go. And that was just me because I happened to be the one guy who realized that was what was happening. So I, I got to take charge. That's probably why you found it boring because it was fun on my end, matching up the rune of the spot and waiting for it to be called. You were just- it, was, it, was, it, was, it was less that it was boring and most just like, I mean, all the broker people, that makes sense in the broker one. The dragon is funny. This was just like, okay, we have nine bosses that we have good concepts for. What do we do now? It's like, well, I guess you go through Stormheim and there's some guy there. Yeah. I did think it was funny, though, the way that we were shot calling these runes. Because, like, most of them were, like, vaguely reminiscent of, like, 
letters that we're accustomed to. So it's like there's the H one that there's N. There was I think a P, and then there's one where we just call like the other one. We we called it a fish maybe because it looked like the Jesus Christ fish symbol a little bit. <laughs> you know I have have a feeling that we this this random boss may not be so random. We're dealing with Helia. We're dealing with that kind of stuff. We we were really close to Moth Souls where we where our location was. I believe that mm-hmm. our location was like where the kings go to rest. I'm pretty sure that's like what it seemed to be. So I wonder if they're gonna do any like later like tie-ins like with that. Because you know how they always give us quest shit like way after the, the dungeon comes out. Yeah. Are you saying that this is like the visage day of <laughs> mega dungeon bosses? <laughs> it's like it's all about Hilbrand. Hilbrand. You didn't get the you didn't get the what is that eyeball boss? Oh, Ilganoth. It's like, you didn't get all the Ilganoth whispers off of Hilbrind. He actually is the raven. We killed the raven. Nevermore. Wait, what was it? Five more to open the path? You know, there were five little pedestals we were on down there. That's true. That's There's four saying. pedestals and the one that you used to call it out. He did say, respect Hilbrind. He did open our way because then there was then a portal after we defeated him that took us to Pirate Boss. It's all coming together. Which, by the way, I love this next boss. Not even I don't I don't remember the fight at all. I just remember the iconic line from our boy. So basically, you come into basically literally right outside of Braille. It's like I think the other way from where, like, Siege of Boralus is, but, like, still in the harbor. You can see Boralus, the city, in the background. You can even see the Alliance ship that is still docked there. We need our troops! It was so bizarre fighting, like, Tide Sages and stuff as they reworked Boralus' music. And I'm just, like, for a second I zoned out, and I was like, what year is it? Like, am I playing BFA? Like, what's going on? mid-fight i turned to go like to the counting house it's like oh i gotta go get my bank slot (laughs) oh wait no we're we're stuck in this circle zone yeah so basically you approach um this like little cove where there's this pirate ship docked and you see salaya in an encounter with these pirates fighting over some kind of artifact or something as we appear then salaya's like I don't have time for you anymore. Deal with my associates. And then the pirates are all mad at us because they think that we're associated with Saleya trying to steal the artifact. It's also that there is a distinct thing where the captain of the pirate crew is like, you'll never steal our thing. And then Saleya is like, I'm going to make you different and hits a Mario Kart random box. It's like, bing, and it comes up just infinite dragon. And then we are blessed with probably my favorite voice line of this expansion so far um because the captain she is turned into a dragon as you said and then like one group of the pirates go like in confusion oh captain's a dragon (laughs) and then what does he say (laughs) and and then the the other group says (laughs) like in like exclamation like they're happy about it our captain's a dragon! <laughs> They're so jazzed about this captain. <laughs> Which dragon. is is bitchin' though, if just your boss turned into like a huge dragon with a hat, I'd be like, that's pretty rad. So was this captain already was a dragon, right? Like she, 
that no she didn't she to, didn't to make knowledge, her a dragon right i thought she just like showed her no, true she, form she, no she i thought it was and maybe i'll have to go do it again because we were talking in like comms i thought it was a human captain who was like soleil you'll never get away with this and soleil was just like snap you're something different now and it just so happened she randomized to being a dragon so i I thought she was also just a dragon because, like, she was named Captain Hooktail, right? I think. And, she, like, in her dragon form, her tail is a hook, and that's one of the mechanics. So, like, the, the oh, traditional... Oh, and you know what? You know what? And I'm, I'm completely fucking stupid. I'm on the Wowpedia, and it says, Months of planning went down the latrine when Soleil appeared in the middle of time Captain Hooktail's heist and stole her prize. Consumed by rage, the pirate queen unleashes her true form and rampages over anyone caught in her path. So I'm the dummy. So this is interesting because, so we're being taken to is this is is this our timeline, right? We're not fucking around with like other timelines yet, are we? We're just in our. This is that was our Boralis, so. right? That was our Boralis. It has to be because the Alliance ship is there. So like, it's either slightly back in time during BFA, so like we're on our same timeline of the past, or it's current. That's an active Infinite Dragonflight member. I thought that when we first heard about this dungeon, we were taken to like somewhere very far away where this dragon comes up, but it came up in Boralis. So, is the Infinite Dragonflight active? Like, are they doing shit? Like, what's going on with that? Is this leading us into the Sands of Time expansion where Nor's Domu's brood beats us up? Could be. I mean... There's a lot of forces that are coming, like, to, like, ahead at the end of this expansion, I feel like. I th- I feel like they're setting themselves up with possibly infinite ways that they could go with this, honestly. So many different forces are, are at play here. Infinite. <laughs> but, yeah, the fight itself was probably one of the easier fights. I think we one-pulled it. And the main thing is don't stand behind the dragon. Like, you're... Like, you know, like all dragons, but like she has a hook tail and it grabs you and then she like wag, wag like wags you above her head like and does like a, the damage to you with the back of it. And then all of her like pirates come out on the ship and start swarming you and she does this uh like front conal like dragon breath thing that the tank can aim on her own men and destroys them. Which is fucked up. That's real fucked up to make her do that to her own team. <laughs> Yeah, you know, she's just really angry at that tank, and she's like, doesn't care. She's like, I'm a fire in this, uh, this laser beam here or something. In our run through, we got the vast majority with the breath, but anyone that didn't, it's like, it's okay. We can just keep hitting the boss, and eventually, she's like, let me speed up time. Let me do double time, and those boys really started hurting. In, like, the back third, I had to start running away because everyone was just attacking the dragon. I was like, these Kul'Tiran guys are beating the shit out of me. Like, they weren't particularly strong, but you're right. We ignored them for probably too long. And then literally at the end, that map was, like, 35 to 40 Kul'Tiran boys and then uh, Ascend. We were just just tunneling the boss. We got kind of lucky because it was starting to get, like, pretty hectic in there. Their captain was a dragon. All captains and dragon. <laughs> so after defeating this dragon, we go through our last portal and we face Saleya herself. And we like popped everything at the beginning. We're like, yeah, we're gonna burn her down. 
And then we like got her down. And we're like, oh, we're doing it. And then she activates this artifact that turns out to be too powerful for her. And then she goes into another phase where she's at 100% health again and like in a big boss form of herself. It's so funny because, yeah, you literally get her health to 40% and then she goes to max health and you start all over again. Honors messaged me saying he has something to tell me about Tazabesh. Saw that we we're pulling the boss and said, never mind. I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And then bam, it happened. I was like, God damn it, Honors. You should have told us so we didn't waste all of our shit. Uh, it's fine because we ended up wiping several more times and then we had like Hero again when we <laughs> like on our killing pull. But that was like quite a fight. Like there were mechanics were like like people had to go out and like soak this orb or else it would explode and then she starts throwing out portions of the relic and around the room and you have to like position yourself so that her attack that goes through you also hits all of her artifacts so that you can start doing damage to her again yeah you have to like position like this arrow that bounces between all five people and it zigzags across the room depending on where you're standing you're playing like geometry wars trying to blast all the artifacts you can in one shot which we did we hit one we hit all was it five artifacts or six of them i think six and yeah we accidentally or i don't know i just kind of stood in my spot being like okay let's get a few but we accidentally hit all six of them in one go once, and we were like, hey! Codex was like, where's our achievement for that one? And I'm like, he's fucking right. Where's our achievement? That's bullshit. Yeah, really proud of ourselves there. Um, and I think those are the main real mechanics there, other than, like, the, she sends out ninja assassins that do a lot of damage that you have to keep interrupted, but, like, that's not that big of a deal. I think the biggest pro tip for anybody out there who hasn't done Tazavesh yet is keep your eyes peeled for portals to activate. Because the yes. minute you leave your spawn, you go up the bridge, turn to your right, and there's a Suramar-esque portal room with portals that are either active or inactive. We had two portals that were never active, so we must have missed some on our way through there. Yeah, there are some brokers all throughout Tazavesh that are called, like broker transit authority like bta or something like that and if you talk to them they open that portal so that you could go back to that portal room which is helpful because what we found out is that if you wipe you are sent way back to the beginning no matter what fight you wipe on and it is pretty awful to run back <laughs> we did not grab the one innocent <laughs> lady that was right next to solea so when we lost to her we had to spend the next five minutes Running through Hillbrand. He's like, remember me? And I'm like, no. We I ran past the dragon alone. As, <laughs> as all the men were holding her giant body like, oh, oh, Captain was a dragon. Oh, my God. We didn't mention the murlocs. Max level murlocs that were kind of scary. They're going to enormous, like 10 feet tall murlocs. Those are big-ass murlocs. At first, I thought they were new murloc models, but then Slide was like, I think they're just, like, bigger versions of the models. I think the absolute best part of the dungeon was at the end, we all got mounts. All of us. All of us got them. Yeah, we all got mounts. Fucking, we, uh. all, we all looted Salea, and Slide Whistle immediately goes... That's so crazy. They just give you the mount instantly? And we were like, what? What? And it's like, yeah, we all got mounts. And he watched us turn out our pockets and look at him as he goes, oh, wait, just I did. 
Yeah, so I, I talked to him after this. I'm like, why why did you think we all got mounts? He's like, look at the loot. Then he, then he said to me, he's like, look at the loot log. There's so much there. I'm like, yeah, that's because look at it. Like, Wild Seed gets a relic. Wild, Wild Seed, I mean, what, what year is it? Wild Seed gets a conduit. Wild Seed also got, like, gear. Wild Seed got anima. Wild Seed yeah, got a fucking mount. Just because you got four things, Slide. <laughs> Just because it's purple doesn't mean it's not, like, random Shadowlands currency that I don't know what to do with yet. <laughs> Everyone was so mad. It was so funny. In my defense, I got a mount. Even Pablo, even Pablo got on the comms to be like, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy because Amber, when I looked at the table for the first time, I saw that in the non-hard mode loot table was the mount and i was like oh i thought this was a hard mode mount so i assumed that the mount they were showing was a bug and that you only get that mount for doing hard mode so when i got it i was like surely everybody got it because that's the hard mode mount right it bugged it freaked out no just you but it is a really cool mount i'm very jealous well did you know that there's three other colors of it how do you get them i have no idea i got the cartel masters gear glider and it drops from Solesh, which is so late, Solesh, Solesh. But then there's the Tazabesh Gear Glider, which is a golden, it's an achievement mount. This one's probably the hard mode mount. Has to be, right? No, but people did hard mode and didn't get this mount, so I don't know what this is. And then there's two other colors. And I'm like, these are going to be like Paragon rewards, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, great place. It's going to kick our ass on hard mode, and hopefully everybody out there gets their mount, like me. Ugh. Yeah, because it's guaranteed. <laughs> it was a fun dungeon, though. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, even though we went in blind and it took us like two and a half hours. But it was fun. I, I like I like that kind of uh, grind at a dungeon, just randomly. Because like because of it, because we didn't look anything up, it was all a surprise to us, and it, it was just fun. I liked it. What's Carlina doing? Uh, well, let's check. Hey everybody, it's Crowlina, coming to you for a light meat pod snack. Today I'm here with Eduard, and we're discussing a truly missed opportunity, the Broker Boat Ride. Ed, what is it that you are just telling me? I was just saying it's honestly really sad that you only get to ride on the boat once. I must agree, you ride it into Tazavesh, and then poof, never again. The trip of a lifetime, over in but a minute. You'd think it would have been a slam dunk decision to make the mount a boat, right? Why do we get just another mage disc? They have the asset to let us ride the boat. Why not just make it smaller? And you could even invite your friends aboard. It could have been the next hive mind. Alas, tis all for naught. It's things like this that make me lose faith in Blizzard, S-M-H. Well, I don't know if I can say that. Hopefully they have time to rectify this clear mistake, Ed. Until then, it's been Growlina, and this is the second half of the show. (laughs) 
Whoa, Growlina, don't you go dissolving into a pile of dust over there. Yeah, who would do that, huh? Maybe we'll find out. And where would we find out other than the Sanctum of Domination, or as Slide <laughs> likes to call it, the Sactum? Yes, everybody, Sactum. please abbreviate it to Sactum. If you need it spelled out, it's just Sac and then Dom. That's it. Don't call it's it- It's me, the Sac-Dom. <laughs> oh, my Sac! It's not S-O-D, it's not Sadis, it's Sactum. Sadis nuts! <laughs> <laughs> Even though it would be Sanctum, right? Like, what? Am I... Sadies nuts! Sadies. Sadies, like a melody. In my head. <laughs> Maybe it is Sadies. Who knows? <laughs> we'll turn it next week and see what Sadies, we're calling it. Sadies, like a melody in my... <laughs> oh, God. I guess it would be Sanctum, but that's not as fun as Sanctum. So shut up. I mean, I'm on board with Sactum still, so, anyways. Our guild as a whole right now, what, is 6 out of 10 normal, but our group in particular no. is 5 oh, yeah. out of 10, so... <laughs> I, I was just about to say, we are an aggressively upsetting 5 out of 10, so I don't get two options in that spot this week. Yeah, so... As that alludes to, we are again rating as two groups, because we have, like... Combined 30 slash 32 people, and there's a few people that are still not showing up quite yet, so just too many to be one group. Yeah, there were a lot of people that we thought were going to be showing up, but like seven or eight people out of group two didn't show up and aren't coming back. And I was like, damn, guys, should have said something sooner. I'm the one who has to recruit people. Tire! Bum, bum, bum. But you pretty quickly recruited somebody day of and got a DPS in for their sixth kill. <laughs> yeah, get this. So so the raid leader group two was complaining, which rightfully so, that there aren't, she doesn't have enough people because she had like 12 people, 11 people. So I said, I'll get you somebody. What do you want? And she was like, somebody who can off tank. That's fine. I find the perfect candidate. I got him lined up. I add him to the guild and I say, okay, Kata. Uh, this guy's in your group. And you know what Kata said? What? No, he's not. And I said, what do you mean, no, he's not? This is what you wanted. You asked for a person. <laughs> what, you just wanted You wanted someone you trusted to, like, switch up the game? And, and so I, I was like... <laughs> She's like, get Gardner on here. I mean, maybe she... Well, I, they're talking about how Wildy... I guess Wildy's tanking now. But I was like, what do you mean? I said, and and in officer chat, I also said... A new guy for your raid. Arms warrior, off spank tank. He off spec tank. He's all yours. No. What I don't want him. What you're gonna take him because I recruited him for you. I mean the, it quickly it, it got resolved and he joined their team, but I was like, Don't don't stress me out like that. Don't make me add this man and you're not gonna use him. I didn't even hear about this, even though like I I'm an officer chat. I guess I just missed it. Hmm. <laughs> bureaucrats anyways i feel like the raid so far has been fun a little challenging on normal so far we down the terror grew on our second pull after a zero percent wipe i think right mm -hmm. this is also interesting because this is the first time that we can 100 percent verify that members of our raid team are probably listening to this because we've added three of you fuckers 
to the raid team. That is that that is very true. <laughs> Sometimes very nice, lovely people will come by me and be like Wow, great job, Growl. Like in Slash Say, I was like, you can't show that much attention to me. They don't know. (laughs) They don't know I'm a special one. I'm not like an (laughs) officer. Why would they talk to me? Whenever we bring people in, we're like, you can't let the guildies know about this. They need to find it on their own. Um, and, like, it's been good so far, but, like, it, <laughs> it is funny now that, like, our raid team is slowly, like, almost, a, like, our, our group, like, what, we're almost, like, a fourth of, a fourth of our raid group is us or people who listen to us now. Guys, we can almost switch to the raid times completely. <laughs> Anyways, it, it is, it has been fun, though, um, raiding with the, with you guys. Our undercover yeah, agents. Except that uh, now it's gonna be a little tough because if someone doesn't <laughs> if someone doesn't bring the mustard, it'll be like, oh, I can't talk bad about him. Oh, uh, you know, I wasn't getting my rejuvenation from a certain night elf who only had one bird shoulder. <gasps> Boy, that Vanderlyle sure is wild. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding, Vanderlyle. You did great. You were moving and grooving. <laughs> I saw you out there. Oh my god, on the last boss of the night, the Painsmith, Vanderlyle was targeted with the chain every single time. Okay, the fucking other bosses, so the Painsmith is so much fucking fun. I love this boss. It's I said it in, in Guild Chat, it's like you're playing Demented Mario Party. He is throwing every single Bowser minigame he has from Mario Parties 1 through, what, what are we at now? 16? All at once. Uh... 11 basically he's just throwing all kinds of nasty shit at you yeah right down to like the spikes that look like they're straight out of mario party 8 or something like that but i don't know this is basically the most like mechanic heavy fight that i've seen on normal at one point our guildies were like especially when we first got into phase three when the spikes start going in multiple directions at once i was like guys is this normal this isn't fucking bonkers here this is the only acceptable time I will accept a WoW podcast saying that normal has too many mechanics. I love that there are too many mechanics, but I recognize that some people who won't aren't as fast are going to struggle on this one. For the record, I was not saying that there were too many mechanics. I also enjoy this fight, and I enjoy fights that are challenging, no matter what difficulty they are, but... <laughs> Our guild notoriously takes a little bit of time to get used to the mechanics, and when there are, like, 12 in one boss fight, it's a little taxing. The one thing I do like about this boss fight is that a big mechanic of it will be that he's like, Spiked death awaits you! And he does a line of spiked balls that roll towards you, but they're physical objects, so you can just teleport through them. And so many people in our group had teleports that it stopped being like, oh, make sure you break it down. It's like, okay, everyone, just zip zip on through. And then when you're there, try and break it down for the three Joe Schmo Maldraxxus guys. And it was also, like, <laughs> a little complicated because we had so many teleports that a few times, like, the two of us would teleport into each other, which normally is fine. But, like, if one of us has chains, like, somebody goes flying. <laughs> I actually would... I think it's better... If no one teleports through it, if everyone just doesn't teleport and just hits the ball, then we all get through and we're good. But the teleports were happening so often that we would lose damage on the balls. People would teleport and then hit the boss. And I'm like, no, come back and hit this fucking ball. Well, 
You know, I did want to. I did want to get top spot on the damage meter. The ball counts for damage. The only time I actively would like door of shadows is if I had chains on myself because it's a bitch like to be the last one that you has to go through with the chains and damage isn't fast enough and then you're like teetering on the edge at the last minute having to go through I'm like I'm just gonna quickly go through now so that I don't accidentally bop anyone else into any of the spiked balls. There really is something personally like objectable when someone with chains willingly runs into you and like bops you it's like but fucking excuse me sir you saw i was here (laughs) the most egregious was when honors bumped into me with chains just as i had started to him i'm like guys this is a 15 minute cast did we explain what chains do I don't think we explain what chains do. If you have chains... I don't know if we explain anything. If you have chains on you, what it does is it bounces everybody away from you. And so if if somebody has chains trying to run through this little narrow space, they'll bump everybody into traps and basically just kill everybody. It also, having chains itself puts a big dot on you. And as Aaron said, if you hit them, it does damage to them as well. It's fucking stupid because I kept getting chains on me and I'm like, what am I supposed to do other than sing chain on me? That's literally all I could do. I guess I can go moonkin form, but whatever. Chain on me, tsunami. Honestly, I'd rather not have a dot, but at least I'm alive. Chain on me, chain, chain, <laughs> chain on me. Honestly, send it to Charm, new parody. <laughs> yeah, guys, we I'm not I'm not even kidding. We could probably be a ghostwriter for some Charm parody songs. <laughs> no, like le- legitimately, like our boy Dracorus on LFR Pod um is like he has written he a got few like, songs he for got like two Charm. or three in there. Yeah, yeah. like she's actually recorded them. Wait, we could totally do that. Yeah. What are we doing here doing this shit for you people? We can be out here on the streets making money with Charm. I don't think we'd be making money. We'd be making charm money. <laughs> Cubby Bub is literally sitting next to me, and I just pulled off one of my headsets and said, uh, you're going to have to help us write a Rain on Me parody. And she said, oh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I would be down for it. But, okay, so the, the other bosses, I guess, um, are a little less uh, noteworthy to us. I feel like the, the Painsmith is, like, the, the, the that's, craziest that's, one, That's for the sure. major sticking point. So, if I'll just... Just because he's on my mind, I'll go backwards. The one we did before Painsmith was Memory of Nazul or something like that. And he didn't do much other than being really dramatic while throwing out slow attacks. Yeah, it didn't really feel like that much of a deal. We basically one-shot him as well. The main thing is that like he targets one player with a dot and they need to run out before they get dispelled because once you dispel it it's called malevolence or something like that it like causes a huge shockwave and knocks everyone back and if you dispel it too early everyone just goes flying off the platform yeah i feel like we always had this problem where we do normal and then we were like what the fuck are these bosses and what did they do except for painsmith right that's why he sticks out so well as a hard boss I forgot we even did Nersul, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like, cause... I only, his boss fight is super unrecognizable. The only thing I remember was he would do an attack where he shot like one laser that hit a two by two foot square. But to do so, he'd be like, misery is endless. And I'd be like, you're not, it doesn't sound like you're having a fun time, bud. Like maybe you can just hop off 
Torghast if this is so painful for you. And that worries me because it's always the bosses that you forget the most on normal that come back on heroic and will kick our ass for like a hundred pulls because there's going to be one mechanic where if someone dies, it's all game over. Yeah, you're not wrong. And that very well could be this guy. But, or the guy before it, which is the one that everyone, for some reason, called the safety dance. But, like, we weren't there around for the original incarnation of it. And I don't 100% remember the name of that boss either. It's, like, this fiery room, and he sends, like, these waves that cover up, like, a third or a fourth of the room. And you just need to dodge it. I felt like it was pretty easy. Like, compare, especially compared to, like, Painsmith mechanics, it was pretty easy. Is that Soul Render? Yes, that is Soul Render Dormazane, who is so Dormanormal, Dormundane, that I forgot we I, I, That one is a fight that I'm worried about. The Safety Dance is a reference to Naxxramas with uh, the Plaguebringer Noth. I believe it's Noth. I'm using Hearthstone mm. for this memory, by the way. Not, or is it Hygen? It's Hygen. It's Hygen the Unclean. I'm using the 16th anniversary because he was so wet and wild and funny that they put him in the Wrath of the Lich. Oh, yeah. So it is Hygen, right? I think it's Hygen. And so the safety dance was the same. You had to walk through these cracks. And you know how the fire spreads? It was that with green ooze. Except the green ooze particles weren't where you actually were hit by. It had a different hitbox. So imagine if this fire that we see had a different hitbox than what you... (laughs) It's so stupid. It's so hard. Oh, wait. No. It's not fire. You know what it was, was it was the pain and blood of our good friend, Garrosh Jeremy Hellscream. And here's where, I mean, obviously, I guess the whole, it's 52 minutes in, why am I saying spoiler here now? But if you haven't seen the cinematic attached to this fight, here's where the spoiler in lies. So, you're not safe. Edit now if you're worried about spoilers. The whole thing has been spoilers, honestly. But... Not cinematic spoilers. Fair enough. So, after you defeat uh, Soul Render... Dormazin, you see the cinematic where Garrosh breaks out of his chains. Oh, first off, I would like it to be known that Garrosh was in chains. Mm, in chains, honey. <laughs> yeah, and then... we're How did he get from the Venthyr to there, I wonder? Because he was very obviously in the Venthyr announcement trailer, and then they were just like, shit, we don't want him in there, actually. Daddy D, when Daddy D did not win... NPC of the world's most sexiest award. He was like, "Get rid of Garrosh. I want him gone." Uh, we were we were this close to letting them find him, but no, he's in the tower now. We had a really sexy celebration planned with Garrosh in chains, but since we didn't win, you know, just send him to the Sanctum of Domination. Send him to the Sackdom. Send him to the Saudi. <laughs> Saudi's nuts. Anyways, you defeat this boss, and Garrosh breaks free, and has this dramatic speech where he basically says, Fuck everyone. Fuck repenting for my so-called sins. I would do them all again, better, faster, like, twice over, three times more, more to your mother. And then everyone says, he doesn't speak for the Horde, guys. Come on. He then grabs the camera by its haunches and says, for the Horde. <laughs> this is what the Horde's about, is committing war crimes. And then he kamikazes himself to... Actually, I guess technically he kill steals from us. He kills the Soul Render. We don't technically. Which is what I love the most. I absolutely love that Garrosh 
so fucking prideful that sure whatever he's like i will never say sorry for my crimes and well, the best part is that he calls out thrall or that bitch thrall he just calls him a loser like as he's dying but he fucking kill steals you know who else kill steals his fucking father remember when gromash was fucking at archie monday spinning around like a fucking top he's like i <laughs> i i never was bad I was being tortured by a demon, and you freed me, and so now I will take your kill. So, on the other hand, his son is like, I was being tortured by the jailer. I'm gonna steal your kill, but I was bad the whole time. Yeah, it's the polar opposite. He was like, just to let you know, I was always bad, and in fact, love being awful. And even though... I absolutely cannot stand people who say, Garrosh, nothing wrong. I love that everybody popped, no matter where you were in this raid, whether it was today, tomorrow, or yesterday. People were like, what? Huh? Because Garrosh literally suicides. Like, he he blows up and turns to ashes. That, that, yeah, that's, that's also, yeah, that's the thing. He kills himself so hard that his soul turns to ash. So, like, he's done. Garrosh is... He's, he died in death. He's over. I think the thing that I like the most about this death is because it's true to who he always has been. Unlike some more complicated characters we'll talk about in this next cinematic. Oh my god. Also, okay, why I understand the fact that Soul Rendered Dormazane has probably been the main person torturing Garrosh this entire time. But... We literally almost killed Soul Render Dormazane. If Garrosh would have just waited, he could have done the same kamikaze attack at the jailer later. Why do it on the fifth boss of a ten man raid? You're halfway through, bud. Okay, couldn't have, listen. Couldn't have up. done that on like, pain render? I'm sure he rendered you some pain. <laughs> would have helped us out. We we would appreciate that one, dude. But but hear me out. Here's what happened. So like Time moves differently here, right? For all we know, Garrosh has been tortured and extracted for his anima for the last hundreds of years in his own feeling of timeline. He felt like he had a little more gas in the tank. He just heroic leapt, but, like, I guess the leap to the Soul Render was enough fall damage to just end him. So that was the end of Garrosh. Oh my god, what if you're right and he never intentionally was trying to die. It just was like, oh, fuck, no, fuck, no, fuck. Yeah, you know, you know like, For the <laughs> Horde normally isn't, like, a kamikaze thing. It's normally, like, a, I'm gonna start this battle with you thing. So he was fully intending to just start his own combat with the Soul Render. He didn't look over to the upper right and see he had a big-ass dot on him. He's like, shit. Well, let me do what I can. I have res sickness. <laughs> oh, my God. I have animal extraction sickness. <laughs> okay, do we save the Savannah stuff for next week? I think we can save it for next week. There's so much to go through right now. And there may be a mythic only cutscene, which probably won't happen because it hasn't Ooh. happened in like forever. I want to talk about it, but I feel like we have, I feel like what I want to say is so much longer than what we have left in our usual recording time. Yes, we'll, we'll just make sure to let everyone know that we have seen it. You hear that? They're coming for you, Sylvanas. They're coming for you. Did it pick up the sirens at all? Yes, it did. Very much <laughs> nice. so. Nice. 
Yeah, so we're sadly running a little short on time here, or else we would fully talk about this Sylvanas cinematic, but your boys have seen it, and we will fully discuss it last week, because we feel like we need a deep dive on this one. It last week? Did I say next week? <laughs> no, you said last week. Go and listen to episode 131, everyone. If you listen to it backwards <laughs> in code, you'll you'll hear what we had to say. Sorry, the sirens distracted me or something. How are we all feeling about Corthia right now? What are our, after a week of Corthia, how do y'all feel? It's okay. I also distinctly feel like it is okay to good. I mean, I might just be happy that it's new content in a new place. Someone said that it was like Mechagon, but slightly worse, which I kind of agree with, but... I'm not one to complain, like, one and a half weeks into new content. I mean, I'm still exploring it. I'm still seeing new things. Just today, I went into my first Rift World thing, so there's still more to do there. So, I like that we can't fly there. That makes it fair, because I was worried about, especially because the Against Overwhelming Odds quest has come back for Corthia, that people would just be flying down and, like, flying elbowing me all the time. Yeah, so Alliance got, I believe just Alliance got, like, this quest where it was to kill 20 Horde, which is, yeah, as you said, kind of, I guess, a soft against overwhelming odds, because we got a trinket for doing it, like, a distinctly PvP trinket, right? I, we, I guess we don't know if it was Alliance only. I haven't seen it posted anywhere. I, I don't know any Hordies that play in PvP mode that I communicate with. There was a lot of Horde out in War Mode, yeah. but I don't think that's indicative of them getting a quest. There's just a lot of them because they know they'll be unbothered. They usually there. swarm in response to being ganged up on like immediately. I noticed that a lot. So that's probably why they were roaming around in packs. But Corthia is weird. I like it a lot, and I feel like in some ways it is a worse Mechagon, but in some ways it's a better Mechagon. With Mechagon and Nashatar, I felt like I almost had to do my dailies every single day or I would be so behind. I don't feel that particular urgency with Corthia dailies because you can catch up on research like the next day by, by camping out and killing more rares or finding more treasures. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can spend like 10 minutes in there or you could spend, I don't know, a whole day in there. Yeah. <laughs> It is both good in that, like, there's always something to do and bad in that, like, the neurotic part of me is always like, I got to expend every single bit of research that I can here and you'll never be done because you can always get it from another enemy or another rock or another rare. Like, you can spend all day there and it's to your benefit. Yeah, like, this. yeah, basically the same. I have a few things that I want to say about this as well. So, like, as I said before this, like, I just unlocked going into the rifts, and I think a lot of other people have too because they've been open. I think players have to open them, right? Or, or do they just randomly open? I believe that the rift portals are always there, but the only way to go through the portal is if you have a rift key in your backpack. Okay, well, basically, it, like, goes into, like, the upside-down type Corthia where it's, like, grayscale, and there are all these scary things. And when I first phase into it, there are probably, like, 10 angry, like, shade elementals attacking me. I thought I was going to die, honestly. And I was like, normally I wouldn't care about dying, but, like, I had my Darkmoon Fair buff because I was, like, <laughs> trying to do all my dailies there and get, like, the extra rev. And I was like, I can't die. Not, I can't lose this buff again. I don't have another Star Stormwind Cape to go back and get it again. <laughs> um, so it was a little scary. And there's, like, this whole set of rares in there as well. 
to kill that could like have different drops more research there are some quest specific things in there it's kind of crazy so in mechagon you had the future timeline and if my memory serves me correct there was only like three to four bosses that were different the prince the vault was there again and there was like a big spider the spider was there from the original timeline and something else now in this new one in Corthia, there's like ten nine rares that are only exist in the rift world and there's four treasures that also only exist in this world that give you like uh i think cosmetics and like uh if you turn in all the breadcrumb quests you get 2k resources from the rift i'm like what the fuck so this is basically take corthia and you double the map quote unquote basically you know what i mean like not really but you kind of do yeah, so I just discovered that today, so I need to explore that a little bit more. Also, I just wanted to... <laughs> slide's cracking another one over there. You know, crack one, pour one out for our poor Melee, who is eternally lost. I, I hope I'll find <laughs> her someday. <laughs> and also, like, pour another one out for the chat that is in Corthia, approximately 90% every day at any given time, asking where the fuck Melee's at. <laughs> I love that. Also, is Manly bugged? I think Manly is bugged right now. People have been talking about it. I've never known anyone to find her. I found oh. her. I found her three times. Um, what? I thought it was supposed to be a daily thing because everyone was saying it was supposed to be a daily thing. Like you know, she's lost. You found her. She goes back, and then the next day she gets lost again. You find her again. You have to do that like six times or something like that before she becomes a mount of yours. Um, but apparently Blizzard in a blue post today said that that is not the case and like they never intended it to be a daily thing, but in response, they're going to increase the like, uh, spawn or something like that. Yeah. They confirmed that. I'm over here Googling what she even looks like because you said it was a mount and I definitely thought I was looking for just another like lady moonberry looking person. I was like, you get to ride one of them? She's a deer lady. Um, so, yeah, the, the blue post just reads, While we don't, as a rule, comment on spawn or drop rates, I'd like to confirm that melee is not expected to be present every day. Nonetheless, with a hotfix, we're increasing her spawn rate and making it so Tiny Bell no, will no longer beckon for your help if melee is not up. These changes should go live in the next day or two. Oh, my God. Yeah, but Aaron, don't want... Don't let Mr. Bentolis hear you say that you thought that we were going to get a Lady Moonberry-type mount. Oh, I've heard. I've heard his sins. Is, is Bentolis trying to fuck Lady Moonberry out there? He He's very... <laughs> he, he certainly is very willing to. No, listen, I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. I said I fuck Lady Moonberry for the power alone. But the you look at their face for a long time, I can't fuck that. That's I, a child. She 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 got a little baby body. I also, to be fair, I think Bentolis also said that he would prefer that Lady Moonberry flew up into his asshole. Yeah, no, that's different. That's completely. And now I understand. Well, why didn't you yeah, start with on. that? <laughs> Who wouldn't? I would. Well, I guess I that too. can be our little plug to go listen to our friends what? on <laughs> on the Thralls Balls podcast. Thralls Balls. They're everywhere. It's as powerful a plug as. Lady Moonberry will plug my asshole. I would love to hear Thrall's Balls' feelings about Garrosh taking a shot at Thrall's Balls 
during his cinematic there, Garrus literally was like, fuck you, He draw. said, they're tiny and they're lame. <laughs> he said, you don't even want to know what I did with Agra at SummerSlam 93. <laughs> and the, the audience went, ah. Yeah, he was trying to get that heel heat, but he just turned to ash. But um, All right, let's do our top two, bottom boot, medium moot. Immune, what's your TTBBMM? I have the classic DNR combo of a top toot, bottom boot. My top toot is Taza Vesh. I love myself a new Doo-doo. dungeon. I love a mega dungeon. I love going in blind and just trying to muscle our way through it, trying to learn it as we go with all of my besties. So this was a fun two and a half hours to spend there. Again, I said, like, my favorite voice line of the expansion thus far, so that was also a highlight. But this leads me to the bottom boo portion of this, and that is that motherfucking slide whistle got this mount, rubbed it in our face. Yeah, just rude dude shit. Some real, uh, some real grubby shit, may I say. Kawaii. But yeah, that is my medium combo there. Aaron, what do you got this week? I got myself a top toot, and it's a two-part toot. Number one. We went in there. We did stuff on normal. I didn't get a lot of drops, but the one thing I did get were my shoulders for my set. And I feel like the shoulders are one of the most important parts when it comes to, like, completing the set. I, were you the only one to get a domination gear drop, like out of all uh, of us? Potential uh, out of us, I think so. Yeah. I mean, like I was talking about our raid group in general. I don't think anyone got another drop. I think someone got. Someone was asking about it, so I assume someone got like a g- gear socks or something, some shoes. But shoes are lame, and shoulders are cool. Well, anyways, would you like to explain for the listeners and us, because we don't have this, how does it work? Uh, It's just like any other thing. You have to slot in a crystal that you get from doing Corthia content that just is like a stat crystal. And if you slot in the correct one, it gets you bonus content, but I don't have the correct one. I was going to say, have have fun looking up guys. My my shoulders... (laughs) Yeah, well, also, my shoulders require a frost crystal. I have an unholy crystal. Ah, I see. Yeah, I have a bunch. I have, like, four crystals, like, chilling on my bank right now because I don't have a Sactum Saudi domination piece yet. Saudi's nuts! Saudi, like a melody. But I also, I looked up what drops all of my various pieces of armor, and I'm pretty sure not a single one comes from Miss Windrunner, so that's great that I don't have to complete oh, the nice. final boss for a chance to get a full set, which was something that definitely didn't happen with Castle Nathria. I feel like two of them yeah. dropped from him. Tell me about it. Like my, at the time, best legendary drop from Daddy T. <laughs> uh, I remember getting every item off his loot table pretty early. Thank you, RNG. I hope Lady Moonberry expands when she's in your butthole. I do too. And you explode like a like a nineties movie oh, villain. If I don't explode like a nineties villain villain movie, what am I doing wrong? Oh my god. Any, <laughs> anyways, slide whistle, what is your TTBBMM? I got a top toot of the week. You could almost call it in Auga, but I won't, or I'm gonna get mad at me. 
already mad at you. My top two is I got the Spikmont of a Tazavesh, baby. We all did. Boo, we all did. Boo. boo. And not only did he get it, he also installed a boat whistle on it so that it goes auga. The worst part was the mage, like, disc looks exactly the same. So I'm like, mine and yours are the same. But your mount has a mount special and the mage disc doesn't. So it is, in fact, inferior. <laughs> in reality, that probably isn't my actual top two. Because, like, it's fine and all. But I think my top two is actually, like, what? What is this face you're making? Just give this to us. Make it a top two. You're not only rubbing it in our face, but saying it's not the best thing that you happened. You said, uh, you know, it's it's pretty minor. Mm. Who who cares if you get it? I'd like it. to run this podcast back to every time Aaron got a mount that we wanted that Aaron willingly knows he's not going to use and made it his top two. I don't want to hear that. I haven't seen the Volleyer dragon in years. Ugh. Where's my moment, huh? You don't get one, you bitch. <laughs> I'm I'm currently resigning from this podcast, guys. I'm sorry. I think my top two is honestly the people who are playing right now. I love everybody in our guild. We have the people that are doing their own thing, and I'm not even going to discuss them anymore. They're old news. They're they're old. They're dead. I have Keystone Master, and I got them with people I made with friends I made in this guild, and I honestly think we're gonna get the second round. Of Keystone Master, right? We got this. Pablo's fucking ready to spin his little monk legs. Oh no, he's doing shaman now, isn't he? <gasps> he is. He'll have to spin his shaman legs. His monk. Maybe you know what? Maybe it's a bottom boot. I, I like he'll get there. Like his um eye level isn't quite as high yet on a shaman, so I I think he'll get there. It'll be fine. We'll no, we'll still do it. I just it. love blinking, blinking, and opening my eyes and seeing him get like. One million damage from like kicking five mobs in the face once. I'm like, what the fuck is Monk? Why is someone playing this right now? Because I feel like Windwalker is very disrespected right now. This is a whole other tangent that I have for you, which means that maybe that's going to be my next character that I play. Honestly, that's normally the way you go. Guys, who's my Monk? Uh, Blister Blood. Right. Brain Buster, Brain Buster. Brain Buster. I knew it was alliteration. Oh my god. I was like, do I have a monk? Okay, I do. Phew, a dark. He's a dark iron. I don't think I like that anymore. He also is not wind walking. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's sipping that tea. Ah, there's, You know what? I hate. Guys, we should do like a five hour episode next week. I want to talk about the assaults. I want to talk about why the, the um, fucking blue people's assault. What are they called? The Kyrian assault and why it fucking sucked. Jesus. Why it blows. Trust me, if we're talking about the Kyrian assault, Cubbybub's gonna weigh in because she's got two hours of content. Honestly, we, we, the Kyrian assault sucked. The rest were so much better. Venthyr, Venthyr, my favorite. I don't even play Venthyr, and my own was first. I just loved how, like, both the Venthyr one and the Nightfay one were a little campy. They, like, played into, like, yes. the Covenant's, like, characteristics and like their theme it felt right Motherfucking, the best part of the bastion one was that the venthyr were there there was a whole fourth of their quest that was like this has nothing to do with the blue angel guys just get me some tea yeah like my boy and new apparent fucking soul buying because like draven is got nerfed a little bit and theotar's extra slots are better so like i'm i have theotar as my soul by now it's a whole other thing but like yeah his his quest in this assault was like 
the only somewhat fun thing where you like had this tea and you threw it on mobs. You threw it on the fire elemental mobs that were in Zoval's cauldron to put them out. I'm like, that's kind of cool. But also, that's that, another also, fucking thing. Yeah, the right? fucking the Kyrian had to go to Zoval's cauldron. They're like, we've got this place under control. It's like, yeah, this place is always <laughs> under control. This is literally where we all spawn in. This is the place that we all start in. We've had this under control since the beginning, guys. And also, at the end, their end cap thing, their like new scenario or whatever, is literally just facing a like plus one version of the Stygian incinerator. Incinerator, yeah. And like the fuck, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. I hope that the Necrolord one is cool. You know, you know what? I understand that every assault can't be the the best one, right? Remember, what was the worst BFA assault? I thought I'd remember what it was. Uh, to, for me, it was Voldoon, because you had to go in the submarine, and that stunk. How about the one in Nazmir, when you have to pilot that shitty submarine ship and sink? Oh, that's the one I was thinking oh of. I'm so God. sorry. Yeah, that the one. The assault right now is the Nazmir end assault. Destroy five ships as you try to steer this really poor submarine as every other submarine beats you to it first, and it despawns. Okay, I will say this Kyrian Assault is better than that, but it's more boring and bland somehow. Like, you get it done faster, I guess. It's less annoying, but for what cost? You know what? I take it back. You know, I said that the other assaults played into, like, the theming and how the other covenants felt. Maybe this is just, like how the Kyrians are. They're just boring and bland. I mean, so like... I mean... <laughs> yeah, having, having played a Kyrian and kept her somewhat, like, relevant, this is pretty on them. My mage is Kyrian, and I I find the Kyrians to be the most boring covenant I've been a part of so far, so maybe that's, maybe that's true. Sorry all you Kyrian stands out there, but we hate you. Yeah, like... <laughs> they're, they're too busy dying at the arena. I was thinking of that one time that Ariana was in concert and then she's about to play makeup and she's like, where my makeup stands at? And she's like, I know there's at least 10 of you out there to like a fully packed <laughs> stadium. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out of here. That's long enough. We have so much to talk about. I love opening patch weekends because that means we don't have to make any show notes. We can just talk and figure out what happens next. 100% wing this one, boy. I'm sure you can tell if you really look. If you looked at the surface level. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, emails, if you want to tell us, send us your favorite assault stories or why you love the Kyrians because you're a freak, you can email us at do not relent pod at gmail.com or tweet at us on Twitter at do not relent pod. We read everything and we love it. Leave us a review on Warcraft Radio and or Apple iTunes and or follow us on Spotify. Ring that bell. I ring the bell today on the bus for my own podcast, by the way. I get alerts now whenever we post. What about you guys? Where can we find you on the internet? Um, You can find me, Alex or Immunization, on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at do not relent you can follow me on twitch at immunization dnr you can find me aaron the human at the big on twitter.com 
You can read our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. I'm sure I'll write a new one soon. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. Cubbybub and I just did a wow stream and it was really neato. I was there. I was at work while I was there, but I was there. You were. You were there primarily to ask about when we were doing Tazavesh, but you were there. It was like, why isn't Aaron? Oh, I got the Twitch notification. I mean, to log into this bitch right now. Also, don't forget, everybody. I requested a copy of Clockstoppers, the novelization, be mailed to me approximately six months ago. I received my copy of Clockstoppers, the novelization, about five months ago. So maybe one day I'll read it on air to you all. Bonus episode! Bonus episode! Five dollars a month on the Patreon ticket! <laughs> ticket slide was a reading to you chapter by chapter! Uh, 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 audiobook. I literally will only read the novel if people pay me. I'm not reading this for free. I, it's there's no way. It's so dusty. You purchased it. <laughs> I don't care. Give me my money back. If if you guys can fund me nine ninety nine <laughs> in GoFundMe money, I'll read it. I guess. Let me also say that this book also came with a bonus book, just thrown into the packaging for some reason. It was a book on how to make weird recipes using bananas. I did not add this book to my list. The ultimate <laughs> Clockstoppers treat. Oh my god, it's a sign from the Clockstoppers on how to build a time machine. We need bananas. Chewy. Alright, we're out of here. See you guys next week. And remember... Another down! Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC Network representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>